I don't know if the microphone's, yes it is. In Mark 12, verses 30 and 31, Jesus tells us to love God with all our hearts, souls, mind and strength, and to love our neighbours as ourselves. He says no other commandments greater than this. In saying these things, he sets a pretty high standard for the way we should live our lives. Love requires sacrifice. It can be painful, it can be messy. Often, we don't feel like loving. I like the way that American pastor and author, author Nadia Boltz Weber describes her faith and her approach to love. She says, My spirituality is most active in the moments when I'm confronted by the mercy of the gospel, so much that I can't hate my enemies. When I'm unable to judge the sin of someone else, which, let's be honest, I love to do, because my own crap is too much in the way, when I have to bear witness to another human being suffering despite my desire to be left alone, when I end up being changed by loving someone who I'd never choose from a catalogue, but whom God sends my way to teach me about God's love. Today I'd like to continue on the theme of habits to form the soul, which I started on our weekend away in June. I spoke about the struggle that I've had trying to live out a life of love and being loved, working in prisons in East Africa. I spoke about my desire to act and how easy it is for me to do rather than to stop and think or contemplate. Together we tried the Ignatian practice of examine, taking a moment to pause in the middle of our day and ask God, what have you been saying to me in the conversations and interactions I've had? What are your plans for the rest of my day and my week? What are you telling me through these encounters? Today, and when I speak in early December, I want to speak again about spiritual formation and what we can learn from those who've gone before us, especially monastic and new monastic communities. I do this because I don't think that Hannah, my wife, and I are the only ones who are attracted to Balaam Vineyard by Steve and Viv's desire to build a community that will live the way Jesus did and to bring life to Balaam and beyond. We were recently challenged to think about human trafficking and modern slavery. Many of us were moved to tears by what we heard. Maybe some of us were moved to action building community, loving and being loved radically, trying to bring life and hope. They're not easy, and we need to be well equipped. The Vineyard UK website says of the Vineyard movement, we will serve people, especially the poor and vulnerable, and communicate the goodness of Jesus with compassion and generosity. I think many of us here want to do this. I think in different ways we are doing it in our lives. But I think it's easy to succumb to the temptation just to do and not to stop, not to seek God, not to seek his strength and the strength of those around us. Living in this way for me can result in me becoming cynical, exhausted, disillusioned. Any compassion or generosity I have can easily disappear. Shane Claiborne, who's written extensively about what it looks like to live a life of love and shares his experience of founding and leading the Simple Way community, quoted a professor of his saying, 
Don't let the world steal your soul. Being a Christian is about choosing Jesus and deciding to do something incredibly daring with your life. Today I'm going to reflect on two things which I believe can help equip us for lives spent loving God and others. The first is what it means to be intentional about embracing people who are different from us. And the second is Lexio Divina, the Benedictine practice of divine reading. I hope that one will inform the other. Each is worthy of many sermons. I'm not going to speak about either in any great depth. Rather, I want to share some of my thoughts and thoughts from those who inspired and challenged me on these subjects and for then, us then to spend time listening to God together through doing lexion. During that time, we'll reflect on the example of a man called Bartimaeus in Mark 10. He was a blind beggar. We hear that he threw down his cloak, representing all that he had, to follow Jesus, even though he couldn't see where he was. He decided to follow Jesus, even when the people surrounding Jesus told him to keep away. As we do so, I hope we'll continue to reflect on what it means or might mean to be a community made up of those from all walks of life. Perhaps we'll ask ourselves how we can be quick to welcome others, quick to love and slow to judge. Lots of remarkable things have been written about what it means to love others and embrace people who are different from us, including those labelled as poor. Dorothy Day was an American journalist and social activist. She wrote, The gospel takes away our right forever to discriminate between the deserving and the undeserving poor. I wonder whether it takes away our right to discriminate altogether. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, if my sinfulness appears to me to be in any way smaller or less detestable in comparison with the sins of others, I'm still not recognizing my sinfulness at all. I've always felt a bit uncomfortable in church when um, I've heard reference to serving the poor. To me, it implied that somehow the poor could be separate from the church and maybe we wouldn't let them, whoever they are, serve and love us, whoever we are. However, whichever way you look at it, as believers in the UK and in Balham in particular, we're part of a wealthy church. A church of and for the poor recognises and celebrates the presence of the kingdom of God among us here and now. It risks its safe, established place by speaking out for the poorest, the marginalised, the dispossessed. And it seeks to build them up so everyone can find their place as loved and cherished members of God's world. The kingdom of God can and will exist on God's good earth, and it's the church's place to roll up its sleeves and act as midwife to a beautiful process of renewal and new beginning, wrote John Cooper of Christian Aid. What does this mean for you? Being a midwife is messy work. Are you prepared to get your hands dirty, to get them burnt? Jean Vanier, founder of La Arche Community, where people with all kinds of abilities and disabilities live together and share life, said, as we serve others and are served by them, we experience transformation. 
We remember that the broken person will reveal to us our own inner hurt and the hardness of our hearts, but also how much we are loved. Thus, the one I came to heal will be my healer. Are you being transformed? Who's revealing to you how hard your heart is? Who's revealing to you how much you're loved? I believe as people trying to follow Jesus, there's no us and them. No class of people who do the service and another who are served. No beneficiary and benefactor. No good guys or bad guys. No sinners and saints. Each of us is both. I think for us, the kingdom of God is not just something we hope for when we die, but something we want to see on earth as we live. And each in our own small way has a chance to offer hope and love in unlikely places, places the world has turned its back on. I wonder what work we have to do to form our hearts, to equip ourselves for a lifetime of love. Shining light in the dark, washing the feet of the rejected and seeking that God's will's done on earth as in heaven. This isn't, an act, this isn't a passive process. It requires us to engage, to look at ourselves and ask, what do I need to change? What does it require of me to live life in this way? What choices do I need to make? What's the cost? And am I prepared to pay it? I'd like us to turn now to Lexio Divina, which I introduced when I spoke in June, which some of us have been doing individually or together. Through it, I hope we might hear from God in a new way on this subject. Lexio Divina is a Latin term that means divine reading. It was developed by St. Benedict more than a thousand years ago. He founded the Benedictines, one of the oldest Christian communities. I often find that in the midst of the busyness I create for myself, I don't find time to read the Bible. When I do, I rush through it without really taking time to savour what it's saying. Hence, I'm talking to you this morning not as a teacher, but as a student. The process of lecture requires us to slow down and read in a meditative way, believing that the Holy Spirit will speak to us now, just where we are, through the scriptures. Whether you're coming down from drugs, whether you're in the midst of a divorce, whether you're a new believer, whether you read the Bible every day, whether you're sick, whether you've killed, I believe that the scripture will speak to us now, that God will reveal himself through it. In doing so, he equips us to live a life of love, loving him and loving our neighbours. The passage that we're going to use for Lexio Divina together is one that I heard for the first time uh, being spoken about at the Women's Maximum Security Prison in Nairobi in Kenya three weeks ago. A young monk who I was visiting the prison with uh, spoke about it, saying it had been um, formative in his um, process of becoming a monk. In the passage, Bartimaeus throws down his cloak to go towards Jesus, though he couldn't see him. The people close to Jesus tried to keep him away, but Jesus heard him, granted his request to see, and Bartimaeus joined the group following Jesus. He must have been disheveled. I guess he stank. He didn't have a profession. He didn't have possessions. 
I wonder how that group of people following Jesus received him. I wonder how we'd receive him. I like the passage because it speaks powerfully to me about what it means to build a community that will live the way Jesus did and to bring life to Balaam and beyond. It challenges me to reflect on how I and we cultivate the habit of staying open to those who are different from us, of welcoming others, perhaps as Nadia Boltz-Weber put it, being anti-excellence, pro-participation. It feeds into another habit I think we have the desire to cultivate, making the choice in life to embrace people who are different from us, including those we perceive as poor. Lexio gets some stick from some people who question whether we ought to be interpreting the Bible for ourselves and whether in doing so we might go astray. That's precisely the reason why I love it. Anyone can take part in Lexio, or in vineyard terms, everyone gets to play. It doesn't matter if you go to church every Sunday. It doesn't matter if you never go to church. If you go to the mosque, there's no qualification to participate. No one is barred. You can't fail. I've done Lexio with groups of prisoners, death row inmates, prison warders, and a group of Christians, Muslims, and atheists. I've done it with a number of you. I've done it in a tent, a tent in Tanzania with a, a CNN journalist, a Nigerian filmmaker, a cancer researcher, an Australian entrepreneur, and an eye surgeon. Despite our vastly different circumstances, God can speak to each of us just where we are. He can equip us through his word. There are a few steps to reading scripture using Lexio. They are Lexio, the reading itself, meditation on the passage, prayer, contemplation and action. Together they create a process through which we can encounter God and can respond to his grace. I'll lead us through it with the help of a few friends. There'll be a fair bit of silence it's time when you can uh, do some work with God, with yourself. I hope it won't be too awkward. If you'd like to try Lexio in a small group context, Hannah, my wife and I host um, ad hoc Lexio groups at our home from time to time. Um, for men who are interested on the 8th of December, um, several of us will be going to Worth Abbey, a Benedictine monastery near Gatwick Airport. We've still got one space available. We'll be spending 24 hours there with the Benedictine monks, doing Lexio with them and experiencing something of their community. Unfortunately, they don't allow ladies in the monastery. Uh, if you're interested, please come and speak to me afterwards. Let's turn um, to Lexio. Dear God, when you speak, you impart life. Your words are living and active. All of scripture is inspired by you and useful to train us to become more like Jesus. We ask you to speak to us through this Bible passage and help us apply your grace and truth to our lives today. Amen. Luke will come up and read the passage twice for us, slowly, like a love letter. As he does, imagine that you're present in the scene. Meditate on what takes place and then spend some time considering whether a particular word or phrase in the passage speaks to you. If it does, try to hang on to it. But unlike in small group Lexio, don't speak it out.
Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. going to come and read the passage for us a second time as she does so we have a chance to ask God what are you saying to me now here through this passage what do you want me to take from it what word do you have for me As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, 
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. is going to read the passage for us a final time as he does so reflect on how you'll respond to the passage what action you might take in the coming hours or days or weeks then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, 
But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Let's now take a couple of minutes, if you uh, want to do so, to share with uh, three or four people near you anything you've heard God saying, any response that you want to make to the passage. After that, there'll be a chance for anyone who uh, wants to come to the front and receive prayer. Maybe like Bartimaeus, you've decided that you want to follow Jesus. Maybe you've been inspired to some action or change and you want someone to stand with you and pray about it. Nothing magical um, happens at the front, but as a way of um, identifying yourself and that need, you're welcome to come up here and someone will come and pray um, with you as the band plays and the service winds up.
please let's turn to those around us, especially those we don't know, and um, share any reflection um, or word or action. Stand, everyone. 
please feel free to continue uh, sharing over coffee um, afterwards. But if you now please stand as the band comes up. I'd like to leave you with this um, blessing which has spoken powerfully to me and I hope it will to you. It's a blessing used by the Franciscan community and it says, May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your hearts. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression and exploitation of people so you may work for justice, freedom and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer pain, rejection, hunger and war so that you may reach out your hands to comfort them and to turn their pain to joy. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in the world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done to bring justice and kindness to all our children and the poor. Amen. If you'd like to um, respond to the passage, if you um, decided that um, you want to follow Jesus, and to follow um, him in a new way, if you've been inspired to, um, to act, if your heart's been um, broken in a new way and you want prayer, please uh, feel free to come to the, the front and someone will um, stand with you. Thank you.